0: This evening, Um, the Lord bless you as we look into the Word of God tonight. Um, We've been looking at the doctrine of future things. Last week we looked at a a few things, um, but we didn't complete uh, the complete message. Um, I'd like to reread um, uh, two passages of Scripture here. Firstly, is um, Isaiah chapter 53. I'd like to read that for you. And the Bible says, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him, and he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is done. So he opened not his mouth, that he was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he was made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin? He shall see his seed, and he shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, which he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Now this passage was written uh, about between 4, 740 and 680 B.C., so a long time before the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet we know that this is a, is a prophecy uh, concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, that He was going to come and uh, He was going to suffer and, and die, that He would rise, and rise again from the dead what a wonderful thing it is to know for sure that um, you're going to heaven when you die. And knowing too that we are going to see loved ones who passed before. We know, we know the Lord Jesus Christ. There's another pro- prophecy also. This prophecy here, we've just spoken of, has already been fulfilled. It's already fulfilled. Um, um, most of it is fulfilled. There are parts of it that aren't. Which he's um, going to end up being the ruler of this, this world. Um, in 1 Thessalonians 4:13 and through17 he says, "But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even of others which have no hope. for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also, which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For well, this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, and we, the, we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. This passage here is guarding the future. There's coming a time when the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come back is going to uh, call the church, all those who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and going to catch them up and we're going to meet the Lord in the air. And uh, we call that the rapture of the church. That uh, There's going to come a time and there's going to be the trump of God and, and it's going to be the shout of the archangel, the trump of God and Jesus is going to uh, take us up to be with him. And he says that so shall we ever be with the Lord. And um, that's coming and that is the next... Um, um, thing that is going to happen on God's prophetic calendar that we are looking for. That is what we are looking for, and it's coming. Could be at any time. Could be before we finish tonight. It could be in five minutes. We don't know, and nobody knows that. And this today, I heard. A, um, I was looking. Uh, I was on, on YouTube, and I just noticed something, and, and it said. Um, uh, we know exactly when the Lord's coming. It's uh, in the book of Enoch or something. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to look at that. Because you know, nobody knows when the Lord's coming. And um, people who said that end up making fools over themselves. So, you know, we don't know. God knows. A thief I know. by the night. A thief by night. You know, it, you know. no, nobody knows when he's coming. And Jesus and said that. People are making dates, setting dates, and, and saying, like And when they, they you know, quote some other book which isn't even in the Bible, um, you know, it just uh, it just causes confusion, causes people to um, believe something that isn't that isn't true. Um, we know the Lord Jesus Christ is coming, but we don't know when. It could be any time, but we don't know put a date it's not going to help we don't know who the Antichrist is either nobody knows who he is People who said it was wrong or right and then it wasn't him then somebody said it was this guy and it's not him either. you know it just goes on and on and on and um, we don't know who it is so it's best not to just uh, dwell on it on those things but the God's word reveals to us some things that we need to know <coughs> and we look to a few things um, firstly, we looked at um, things to come. We looked at uh, what about Israel. But um, there were certain promises that were made to Israel um, which have not been fulfilled yet. Um, Israel has been promised a kingdom. They have not got the kingdom, but it is coming. And um, it's going to be a time of unparalleled prosperity. Um, there will be, it says in Amos 9.13, it said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman, shall so overtake the reaper. So, I mean, it'll be so rich, everything will be growing so well, and plenty, plenty of everything. So, um, it's going to be an amazing thing. It says, The treasure of the grapes, uh, him that soweth seed, and the mountains of uh, shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt, and a king who will reign forever. Israel doesn't have that yet. God is not finished with Israel. People say, "Oh, the, the church is now Israel. Israel is God is not, no, no longer dealing with Israel." That's uh, that's not true. Um, the Bible is, is quite clear on that. If we looked at the, um, uh, the pre-tribulation, we we in this church we believe in a pre-tribulation rapture of the church. Now we know there's time coming, where God is going to deal with. The Jews again deal with Israel, and it's a seven year period, and that is the what is the, when we read the book of Revelation. That's where God is once more going to be dealing with Israel, and it's a seven year period of time, and that is uh, that it's called the tribulation period. We believe that the church will not go through the tribulation. That the church will be taken out of the out of the world mm-hmm. and then god is going to uh, um, his wrath is going to come down upon um, israel and uh, uh, the world um, so we know that because of the the, the jewish people who rejected uh, the lord jesus christ and um, so it's coming uh, we believe in a pre-tribulation I and mean, we will not go through that seven-year period it's going to be a time unbelievable horror and terror. We, we just cannot, I don't think we can fully comprehend how bad it's going to be. It's going to be really terrible. If you read the book of Revelation, the Revelation is, is quite clear as to what, what's coming. And it's, and you don't want to be there. If, you, if you're out there and you're listening to this, if you, you, want to, you don't want to go through it, you want to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, believe me, you don't want to go through those times. It's going to be an awful time. So we believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. The tribulation is a seven-year period. It's the 70th week of Daniel, which we spoke about last week. Um, uh, uh, 483 years have already been fulfilled. That was up until Messiah came. After Messiah, the church had been started. But there was one week, the 70th week of Daniel, which is going to be fulfilled in the future. But Daniel only saw the 490 years he didn't see the church, which is a 2,000-year gap already between the 69th week and the 70th week of Daniel. If you have any questions regarding that, just let me know about and We can try and discuss that a bit further. Um, We believe in a premillennial return of Christ. Now we know that there's going to be, the, the, the Bible teaches in, in the book of Revelation, there's going to be a thousand year kingdom. We've got, Jesus Christ is going to come after the seven year tribulation. He's going to destroy the armies of, of, of the battle of Armageddon. And he's going to set up his kingdom. We believe that Jesus Christ is coming before the millennial. There are some who don't believe there is a, pre, a millennial kingdom at all. We, are called, we call ourselves pre millennial because we believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come back before the thousand-year kingdom. Okay, so um there are going to be some terrible judgments coming. And um we know that once the uh, at the beginning of the the um the thousand-year kingdom, the Bible says in Zechariah 14, 1 through 4, it says, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and the half of the city shall go forth into captivity. And the residue of the people shall not be cut off, shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth, and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day. "...upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof, between the east and toward the west. And there shall be a great valley, and half of the mountain shall move towards the north, and half toward the south." So we see there <coughs> that Jesus Christ is going to come back onto the Mount of Olives. So that's where he went up, and that's where he's going to come down. And he's going to put his foot on the, on, on the Mount of Olives... But in the book of Revelation, in um, uh, Revelation 9, uh, nineteen twenty, in the book of Revelation, there's, there's a man. He's called the Beast. Now this is the he's called this is the Antichrist. Um, he's going to rise up, and um, he's going to um, halfway through the tribulation in uh, three and a half, uh, three and a half years, he's going to set himself up as to be worshipped. He wants to be worshipped. He's going to go into the temple. Which will be rebuilt, you know, Jewish people have a rebuilt temple, and he's going to set himself up and ask uh, demand to be worshipped as God, okay, so, um, this beast and this false prophet, uh, when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, in Revelation 19:20 it says, and the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, and with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. And these were both, were cast alive, both cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. So when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, the beast and the false prophet, um, it might be a good idea for us to have a look at these, these um, people in the future, uh, who they are, these uh, beings, these men who are, who are unbelievably wicked. We need to, look, uh, we'd like to have a look at those, but At the moment, I don't have the time to go through this, but in the book of Revelation, if you read it, it will tell you about this beast and this false prophet and and the things that they do. And the false prophet will uh, um, lift up the the beast and uh, demand that he be worshipped. And anybody who doesn't have a mark in their forehead or in their hand won't be able to buy or sell um, if they don't have that mark. And anybody who doesn't have the mark will be killed. (laughs) So it's going to be a hard time. It's going to be tough. It's uh, going really tough time. But then, when the Lord Jesus comes, he's going to that the beast and the false prophet are going to be cast alive into the lake of fire. The main enemy is Satan. He is the one who uh, energizes the beast. And um, uh, he's going to be bound for the thousand-year kingdom. That thousand years, that Jesus Christ is going to reign on this earth in the perfect uh, kingdom, Satan is going to be bound. It says here, And an angel will bind Satan and cast him into the bottomless pit a thousand years. Revelation 21, 1-2-3 says, And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent which is the devil and Satan. And he bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he could deceive the nations no more till a thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. That's quite something. But the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come. He's going to set up his kingdom. The Jewish people will be uh, main people in that kingdom. And uh, Satan is going to be bound. So um, he won't be able to do do any deceiving or anything. So it's going to be a perfect time. But even in that time there will be some that won't want what the Lord Jesus Christ is Offering that kingdom a perfect time. There are some that won't like it. It's definitely, that's going to happen. Because Satan is going to be bound, but he's going to be loosed for a little season. Okay, so, so the victorious Lord Jesus Christ will, uh, uh, when he comes, will separate the sheep and the goat nations and who uh, and, um, uh, treated Israel well. They will enter the kingdom. Those who didn't, will be cast into hell to await the great white throne judgment at the end of the thousand years. And those who didn't receive the mark of the beast will live and reign with the Lord Jesus Christ. So Satan is bound. And there's a thousand year kingdom. Before the, king, uh, the before that kingdom starts there will be a judgment of the, the, of the nations. The goat nations though, and the sheep nations, those who treated Israel right, will be allowed into the kingdom. Those who didn't, Will um, um, be cast into into hell uh, to await the great white throne judgment. So, the millennial kingdom—it's a thousand-year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ, a time of unparalleled prosperity. Then, after a thousand years, and a thousand years is finished. So, the Lord Jesus Christ says, "We've had the, the tribulation seven years." Jesus Christ comes back. He sets up His kingdom, which is going to be a thousand-year long. Satan is going to be bound. The beast. The false prophet are cast into the lake of fire. A thousand years Satan is bound, but then Satan is going to be released, and it says here, in Satan is released." In chapter Revelation, chapter twenty, verse seven through ten, and it says, "And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, and shall go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog." to gather them together to battle. Isn't that something? Whom is at the sand of the sea, and they went all up onto the breadth of the earth, encompassed the camp of the saints about, Al- and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven, and devoured them. Okay, so you see here that even at the end of that perfect time, Satan's going to be released, and the garden go out and deceive the nations again. But it's going to be an awful lot of people it says, like the sand of the sea, going to come against Jerusalem again. <laughs> it just shows the, the, the absolute depravity of man's heart and, and the wickedness of, 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 of mankind. I'm so grateful that we will be with the Lord at that time, we'll be with the Lord Jesus Christ. It says that we will be with Him forever. Okay. Then it says in Revelation 20.10, and it says, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are. Remember, they were cast into the, the lake of fire at the beginning of the thousand years. And they're still there. It says, yeah. They're still there after the thousand years. They're in that lake of fire. And it says, and the devil, shall, this, the Satan, shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That he will never be released. Never be out. He will be tormented forever, and that will be the end of the devil. Uh, that will be his end. It's interesting that uh, you'd think that uh, he would believe that. But he seems to be <laughs> seems to carry on, doesn't he? just maybe maybe he's resigned to the fact that that's his end. But so he's doing all he can to it. well. He he knows he's in. His, in the book of Revelation, he knows that his time is nearly up because he's cast out of heaven in the book of Revelation. We should look into some of those things. I think would be uh, something interesting. But this is just like an overview. And um, so the great white throne judgment is going to come then. And, um, and it says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was no place, found, no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, How do you get your name in the Book of Life? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. If your name is in the Book of Life, you don't have to be None, No, No um, believer who has been raptured and taken out will be at this, uh, at this judgment. This is for uh, the judgment of unbelievers, and, um, and that will be it. So whosoever was not found written in the Book of Life was cast into the lake of fire. I'm glad my name's written in the book of life. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting that God cares about me. He cares about you. He cares about you. You know, how He knows your name. And He thinks about you. He knows each air on your head. He 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 knows everything. It's quite an amazing thing. Like, after this, all of this has been done, and everybody's, all the unbelievers are in, in, in the lake of fire, which is an awful thought. And that's why we need to be telling people about the Lord Jesus Christ so that they can escape that. And it's our job to do it. In mm-hmm. Revelation 21, 1-4, it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. There's a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea, and I, John, saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, come down out of heaven. as a bride, adorned for her husband, and heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, or the former things are passed away. Just no, no more funerals. No more. No more. No more death. All gone. All finished. And there's that beautiful city which is going to be coming down out of heaven. You can just imagine this, the, the enormity of that city. And its um, size is just incredible. 1500 miles square and 1500 miles high, that city, what a what a city, and made out of pure gold, and Michael we were talking about the other day, about that, how much gold there is in the world, if they got all the gold in the world and put it into a block, into a square, it would fit in a square 28 meters, 28 meters by 28 meters by 28 meters. By 28 meters. And just think, God made a city fifteen hundred miles. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. It Some just life. makes you uh, Some lifts. Some it's, lifts. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. A beautiful, a beautiful place. And it was said that um, the area of the of the of this um, city there is just if. If uh, if it was um, the fifteen hundred miles, let's say there were levels, and there were a thousand a thousand feet each level, there would be um, the total area would be eighty eight times the size of the Earth, mm-hmm. more than enough room for everybody, and maybe even enough for each person to have. A Hundred thousand acres or something, <laughs> whatever. Enough, you know. So God has said, Jesus said, He's going to prepare a place for us, and, um, and that is an amazing thing. And then uh, after that, the city comes down. After the thousand years, we go into eternity. We'll be with the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever. People say, "Well, what are we going to do in that time?" Let me tell you, God is is so immense. So uh, infinitely intelligent and infinitely great that it will take forever for him to show himself to us and how wonderful he is. So the eternal statement in Revelation 22, verses 1-5, through and he says, And he showed me a river, a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the midst of the street and on either side of the river, Forever and ever. There's no need for the sun. The sun won't be there. <laughs> so isn't that an amazing thing? To think about that there are things that have been prepared for us that are just absolutely incredible. But uh, I think in the future we're going to have to go into a deeper um, uh, deeper into into this so we can talk about all of these different um, things from the book of Revelation, which is um, quite an incredible book, and it's important that we understand it. It was written for us. The Bible says that if we read the book of Revelation, we will get a blessing from it, so um, that's it. And um, if there's anyone out there who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, please trust Him today. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. The Bible says um, that uh, God commendeth or proved his love to us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Bible says too, that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in our heart that God has raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Uh, whosoever, as well, it says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ today. Take him and accept him as your saviour. Realize that you're a sinner. Turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. He saves. Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you for this evening. Thank you that we can come together to look into these things. And some of these uh, things are quite hard to understand. Pray the Lord we would um, uh, just seek out ourselves, look into these things, to see um, what you have for us. Lord, there's so much of a blessing for us to uh, to see uh, your plan for the ages. We we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name.